ah, my spider fell out of my beard. <laughs> you got to keep it for the show, man. They're my babies. If I it falls out, out, we'll stop eggs. down and we'll reset because we need that. We need that in there. <laughs> got to get the, the photographer to take a picture of the still so we That's know right, right. Where the, so we have continuity. Right. Continuity. The spider, can't not constantly. If, if there's a cut oh, in the show, I... wrong. Everyone will know. We'll get so many comments. Okay, we're going to start the show. <laughs> you zenning yourself? Welcome! What are you doing? I was about to start. And you're like, I'm going to make comment. I'm going to comment. 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 You took, you took I 20 seconds up. to it's center like, yourself. I got to center myself. I'm sorry. Did you ever hear the? Did you ever hear about what's his name? Uh, Ken Jong? Have you ever heard about him? No, for sure not. So he he like has to get into it, and so he like walks around. And he's like dead babies, dead babies, dead babies, dead babies. <laughs> what? and weird stuff like that. I mean, I don't know if he really says dead babies, but he says weird but stuff, weird and things. people are like, "What the hell?" So he can like <laughs> ready to act. All right, hey, everyone's got their process. I'm sorry I interrupted yours. Back to one, everybody. Welcome to Hate Watching with Dan and Tony. I'm Dan. You're right. I should have let you psych yourself up because <laughs> that was such a low-key entrance. No energy. No energy. No energy. <laughs> Welcome to Hate Watching with Dan and Tony. I'm Dan. And I'm Tony. Just barely. <laughs> oh, my God. This week, we're finishing up Halloween month. Month of October. The month so of sad. Halloween. It's the best month of the year, everybody. Best Christmas is the best month of the nope, year. It's Halloween. We watched a brand new Netflix, not special, but just a movie. It did Hubie feel kind of like a special, though. It was a little bit like it a, felt a little bit specially. <laughs> it did feel a little like a Sunday night movie or something that, yeah. that they didn't spend a lot of money on. God, there was something in the middle of the movie where I was like, CGI, maybe you know, like do, do something, something that's a little, you know, you're like make it look like something. I don't know, but we did Hubie Halloween, um, which is an Adam Sandler joint, uh, <laughs> Happy directed Madison, by some back guy. Again. I like how at the beginning I used to do all this research on the movies. Now I'm like, whatever. Don't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth it. So uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star-studded cast, sort of. I mean, I mean it's, people you know when you see them. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's all of the almost all of the regulars, the the Happy Madison regulars, a good deal of them. I did not know that was Rob Schneider until the credits. Because <laughs> is it the hair that the hair throw you? Everything the hair. The and, face. and his voice was just, I did not get any Rob Schneider out of I mean, of he Rob wasn't Schneider doing Rob Schneider shtick. That's for sure. Did anybody other than, than uh, Adam Sandler do shtick? Uh, um, yes. I feel like Tim Meadows did a little bit. 
little bit. Tim a Meadows. Bit. You were like, okay, we'll get into all. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Don't. So, so we start off at the state hospital, and someone has escaped, and as Ben Stiller is the guard, he doesn't so really good. get to do anything funny. Well, it's and just they, it's a callback to Happy Gilmore, oh, his nursing home. Uh, I don't who, people that work in the nursing home. What's that called? <laughs> Anyhow, he works at the grandma's nursing home in Happy Gilmore and is like that same character is really mean. And it's just kind of a it's a callback to uh, the better days is what I would say. Ah, I mean, yeah. I was I was like thinking about it. I don't think I've ever seen Happy Gilmore. I don't think I've made it. I, said, I don't think I've seen Little Nicky. That's OK. I've made Little it Nicky's through terrible. The, the big brother one or little brother or whatever the brother one is. I watched that brother at some one. point. Yeah, he like adopts like a little kid or something. Oh, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that one. And then I I, I watched The Waterboy. I watched like the first mm. half an hour of Waterboy, and I feel like I've seen a fair amount of The Waterboy. Yeah. Um, if you and see this movie it, is just basically The Waterboy. Yeah, hot take. If you've seen five minutes of Waterboy, you've seen all of Waterboy. I was never – I don't like Waterboy. I'm one of the – one of those people that likes Adam Sandler, but really strongly dislikes Waterboy. Uh, but Billy Madison, you never saw Billy Madison? That's, the That's golf one? goes back to school? Back to school. I, I haven't seen that. Dan. I think I've seen the golf one. I think I've Happy seen part Kilmore. of the golf yeah, one. Which is great, which is where Julie is Bowen he? comes from. That's why she's in this oh, movie, because she was... she's the love interest in that movie as well. And did it make sense in that movie? In that movie, yes. In this movie, not even the slightest bit, and it was so bizarre. It was embarrassing, right? <sighs> For both of them, really, at, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I don't know. Uh, anyhow. She had, to, she had to deliver these lines where she was acting like she was interested in... Well, okay. So, we're at the state <laughs> hospital. He goes in there and... The bag, the guy is broken out, and he flips open the 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 sheet, and there's all this Jello and hot dogs in the form of a person. Now, I guess there was one hot dog, a giant hot dog, down in his man region, which I did not notice. I didn't notice that either. Dang it! I missed a good bit. Uh, Shannon watched it, and sh- and Shannon watched like the first. Okay, th- here's the whole. Let me give you the whole Shannon thing. Shannon okay. said, "Why are you guys doing that movie? That looks like a good movie." Because she watched the trailer, and I was like, "You watched the trailer and thought this was a good movie?" So then she watched the first twenty minutes, and she's like, "I take it back." <laughs> <laughs> Did you rub it in her face? Like, yeah, Shannon. Every day. No, no way, no way, Dan. But sh- she, of course, noticed the hot dog, penis hot dog. Uh, I did not notice it. Tony did not notice I it. I noticed the hot dog face. Yeah. Which I thought the hot dog face was very funny. The, and I thought, I'll be I honest. Thought it was very funny. This opening scene, I was like, yes, this is going to be a classic Sandler flick. And I'm very excited. And it was all yeah, downhill. It, pretty much. It, yeah. And and I mean, I thought it was a good a good little bit. Yeah. And But she, you know, with the penis, she was all like, and that kills it. Because that's the thing with this movie is they kind of do some stuff that's kind of funny. And then they go just seven times too far. And you're just yeah. like. Ugh. Yeah, I, I wrote my 
one of my only notes, I have like eight notes on this whole movie, but one of my only notes was I felt like there were some high highs where I was really enjoying myself and then just the lowest of lows where I was like, this is garbage, absolute trash. And we will say this right at the beginning. Uh, this is no love guru. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Adam Sandler gets a he gets a thumbs down, but he doesn't get a like quit comedy. Right. Like just one. pack it up, move, move out of the country, start something new. <laughs> so oh, poor then Mike we Myers. meet we meet. Oh, God, what's his name? Now I can't even think of his name. Uh, Dubois, who be do who be do who be Dubois. What's his full name? He writes who be Dubois. Do you remember? Dubois is his last name. It's. One of my a Shitford? bit that they I don't know. really miss is Hubert Schubert is his <laughs> Hubert Schubert Dubois is his full name. They say it one time in the movie, and I was like, "No, that's that's a funny <laughs> name. Give me a couple of them at least." I totally missed that <laughs> one. So he's he's um, playing a simpleton again. Yeah, uh, and it just. Just doesn't feel right nowadays. I don't know that we do that anymore, do we? Even if we, I like, I don't, and maybe that's the case. Maybe that's why it felt so wrong. I, I don't know because I felt the same way. But then I, I went back and I did watch some of some like older clips, and I was like, it just, yeah. it still feels fine to me. And maybe it's nostalgia. I don't know, but there was something missing from Hubert Schubert that I feel like his other characters had that allowed me to be like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm in, I, I'm okay with this. I don't know what it so is. Like with the, so like with him playing a simpleton in the water boy, you're still like kind of okay with that. But this one, it felt like it wasn't okay anymore. Yeah. It just, yeah. It's like some, I, maybe uh, I, I, it wasn't he, dedication. It's not like he didn't go for it. He definitely went for it. So I don't, oh, I, I don't know. I disagree with you. Oh, really? I disagree with you. I think it I think it ranged all over the place. If you really watch the movie and you watch the eh, um yeah. he he's not very consistent with it. It kind of okay. like maybe that is the problem. Super then. he plays it super simple and then he's sort of because that's the other thing is they give him bigger vocabulary. Yes. And so he's because he, they have like a tiny bit at the end that they have to sort of justify that with. Yeah. And so it it feels like he isn't that character. He kind of like drifts in and out of it. Maybe that was the, I, I'm going to, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to watch this movie again at some point just to like, to recap what happened. Cause again, I, there was some fun parts that I really enjoyed and maybe <clears throat> I'll try to pay more attention to that. Cause that maybe that was why I didn't feel quite right. Like it just, it just never, it never worked for me. Yeah, yeah. So he's in Salem, Massachusetts, place where the witches were. Great. He's riding his bike, and the kids are chasing him, and they start throwing eggs at him, which he dodges. Then he, like, catches in his thermos. And then at one point, he, like, catches in his mouth and then barfs. Well, <laughs> like, project. Why did he projectile barf? Because he, there a he reason? caught all the eggs, and then he shook them up. So it was, like, shells and everything, and just raw eggs. Oh. And he's like, uh, I don't I don't remember who he said was it Rocky style? I don't know. But then he drinks the yeah. eggs. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Just like this projectile vomit, <laughs> which you're like, oh, that's very weird. And then he sees I'm he still sees, in at this point, by the way. Like I'm still laughing pretty hard. I enjoyed that scene. 
And I think that's the last time I laughed for a while. I can't remember, but you'll tell me. And, and my, well, the, I think my favorite part of the movie is coming up in a second here. Okay. Um, so we, we you know, I, I knew my, my inner comedy writer was like, oh, they're just going to escalate this. And, you, you would, know, each time it's going to be bigger so. things. They kind of did. Kind of. Like a flaming spear by the... They didn't... You know, it wasn't like piano, like elephant. Sure. You know, by the end. You know, cruise liner, which, you know, that's what it should have... It should have been just absurd. It's... uh, And I feel that way about a lot... I think all of their running gags in the movie. I just... I don't think that they ever paid them off appropriately. And so they all... All of those ended up falling flat for me. It's okay. I, I'm going to bring something up when we get to it. Um, and so he sees Julie Bowen, who he's in love with and been in love with since school. And then she married uh, Kevin James in a giant beard. Yeah. Which seems seems crazy to take Kevin James and put him in a giant beard so like he cannot be comedic. Yeah. And then not give him really a comedic role. You know, it's like I'm not a big Kevin James guy, but he's funny and he can. He has a number of skills. They took all those skills off the table. That is correct. Um, and the beard looked and then terrible. He looked, and the beard looked so fake. And so he kind of makes eyes at her and then crashes his bike. Boom, crashed into the into the. Oh, you're right. No, I'm still laughing. I'm still laughing because this part's still laughing. Yep. I enjoyed that. And then when she looks over and he's doing the pretending to be one of the animatronic guys, I'm still laughing. Still having a good time. Yep. So now we see where he works. He works as a butcher with another kid who's uh, like an Indian kid. Um, Now, we have this whole sort of thing in here where people are freshmen. Yes. Like like Julie Bowen's main son is a freshman. Yeah. Does that mean he's in college or does that mean he's a freshman in high school? High school. They're all high school for sure. They're all high school. Yeah. And so somehow this kid who's in high school, I don't know if he's also a freshman, but. He's not they, because lot, he makes a comment later about dating underclassmen. So he's definitely uh, yes, either he a junior or a senior. He's older. But these kids don't really feel like they're in high school. Nope. Not Because at all. they have, it's, they feel like they have full-time jobs. They certainly do. <laughs> like 100%. They have like real jobs. I I don't, is school even happening? Like, I don't totally understand. They go to like a school dance at one point, but they never, and I guess at the butcher, they make a comment like, shouldn't you be in school? It's Sunday, you dumbass or whatever they say to him. So like, I, oh, they do. I guess they use that, but it never, <laughs> I don't know. It just, they, they, this whole movie sort of doesn't set up its parameters. It doesn't yeah. set up like Halloween weekend. Boom. We're out of school. Cause because they don't really, it's all Hubie. They don't ever really want to concentrate on the family, but when they do concentrate on the family, they act like the movie is about the family. Yeah. And so you're sort of thrown off. You're like, at one point they sort of restart the movie feel feeling with the family. And you're like, I'm untethered. I, I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah. I, Yes. And they they should probably have stuck with that movie, in my like the family movie. Yes, I think so. I I think it should have been about him and his relationship with her kids because mm-hmm. that's that that's the been best like part. The thing. Like that <clears throat> that like ten minute part where he's out looking for the kids and he brings like everything with those kids is the best part of that movie for me. 
they the yeah. cornfield thing happens. I'm sure we'll get there, but real quickly, at 47 minutes. Oh, into I'm the not movie, recording. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you keep tricking me, Tony. I'm sorry. I don't know how I'm tricking you. But Welcome I'm, to Hate Watching with Dan and Tony. If you missed the first oh 20 minutes, that's because I forgot to record it. Oh, We're fine. Um, so the, the cornfield happens at 47 minutes into the movie. And to me, yeah. that's where the movie starts. Like the mm. movie starts at 47 minutes. I have the first five minutes. I'm on board. And then there's 40 minutes of this movie that I think could just be lifted right out of the film. And I would be totally fine. <sighs> Um, okay, so he's a butcher. Uh, we meet Ray Liotta, who calls him Puby, which that got a laugh out of me. Yeah, great nickname. Great job, guys. So this is where we get your It's Sunday Dumbass line. There are the kids that were harassing him, and the kid, this is my favorite part of the whole movie, wow. the kids are rolling out with a shopping cart, and it's just, it just stacked with eggs and toilet yeah. paper. And this is, I think this is the movie, this, this is the movie this movie needed to be. Where you like immediately in your brain, you go, how is that kid going to pay for all those eggs and all that toilet paper? And then I shouldn't have, I shouldn't care. That's right. Because things are going to be so absurd like that where it's just going to be, but they, they try to also play a grounded game. And that's the, the dichotomy between those two is so like, there's like a a whole valley in between that they don't deal with. And and that's the, like, if they were able to meld it, great but they're not they just kind of flip back and forth and expect you to kind of just go with them and i was like ah it just doesn't feel like a cohesive movie it feels like two different movies that you're doing right now and well i think back on like better off dead have you seen better off yes yes and better off dead like his brother gets hookers and builds a spaceship and the there's like a crab that lives in the stew and the oh, little two dollars right. kid there's just all these absurd things but then it also goes back to a very grounded mm-hmm. very emotional story i guess maybe because the emotional story was never felt like an actual emotional story yes and, and the the ungrounded part didn't really go to any higher levels it just sort of walked Floated. around yeah yeah, so uh, the kid that works with him scares him with a lamb's head in the uh, the say in the case. How did he get in there, Dan? I know that angered my mom too. Uh- I mean, not my mom, my <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> ah! Oh, I am sending Shannon that clip immediately. Uh, yeah, no, it just it just made me mad because it's not he can't get in there. That's not a thing. It's not a thing. So we meet Kevin James in the beard and we talk about the guy, Richard Hartman, Richie Hartman, who escaped from the asylum, who I guess they both knew and mm-hmm. like tormented or something. Well, so uh, Hubie was friends with him back in the day. They were like they were friends. And then Kevin James was kind of a bully I, I, is kind of the way I looked at it. OK, so so really, this guy would have no reason to be going after Hubie at all. But they're not going after Hubie. Yeah, we, we'll find that out. Okay. So, 
So we once again, then we have the second chase with the kids and the scream masks, uh, and they're throwing stuff, including like a pipe wrench, and Hubie like dodging it all. I like the pipe wrench. No, 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 that that's totally fine, and I enjoyed the uh, all the tricks he did on the bike. But again, that doesn't that doesn't come back. He doesn't have. There's not another scene where he does like crazy tricks on a bike. Why do you set that up if that's not a part of something further down the road? Yeah, it's once again uh, uh, they've thrown, they've given this character magical Powers, things for yeah. no right when he needs them, and then you know it's like, and that's the other whole sort of conceit of this is he has this magic thermos that can do everything. It can be yeah. a vacuum, it can be an umbrella, it can shoot flamethrowers. No, it doesn't. It shoots a flare gun at the end. He makes one that does yes. that, and there's no explanation. There's no, no, you're a mechanical genius. You're this, you're that. It's just. The explanation is I made it when I was in the scouts. That's what what he says. Yeah. So they do drop one line. They drop one line, but it doesn't work for me only because you don't make all of those things in the scouts. Like if, if the canteen only did things that you get like scout badges for, I'm on board with that explanation. And then you find creative ways to use those badges. You know, like that, that's great. But it's just a magical canteen that does literally anything at any time. Not okay. Yeah, so it's really stupid. So he crashes again, and we meet Steve Buscemi's character, Walter Lambert. Too good for this movie. And he plays it, he plays it like a ghost. He like doesn't put any mustard on it. He's just like, I'm a gentle old gentleman. And it's like it once again it feels really out of place. Yeah. Because I every so many people feel like they're in different movies in yes. in this movie. So I didn't pay attention. Who directed this? Was it Adam uh, or was no, it someone it was different? A, it was a dude. I, I I think he co-wrote it with him, I think. Okay, I so you, re- you do have someone behind the camera watching these things happen. No, yeah. I just uh, yeah. I, there wasn't a cohesive feel to the direction of the actors. It was, it kind of just felt like, oh, you guys are, I mean, you guys are great. You've been around forever. Do whatever you want to do. It's going to be great, which is fine, but it just didn't work. Everyone, everyone felt like they were taking a different spin on what they were doing. And Buscemi was just like <laughs> super, supernaturalist. Like, I, I love Buscemi and I loved him in this movie, sort of. I loved what he did in the movie. He didn't feel like he belonged in the movie. Does that make sense? <laughs> it's that's I always that's the thing I always say about uh what's her name in the stupid uh inception. Uh the girl that comes in there and writes the programming. Oh uh, sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she like walks into that movie as like a real human being. Yeah. And blows up the entire movie because then you're just like, oh, and she's surrounded by all these caricatures of action films. Yep. Oh, Ellen Page. And yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like so real. It makes the whole movie. It, it just, in my opinion, it destroyed the movie. And I, I thought it was incredible. Um, so, yeah. So there's a whole fart joke thing with him. It's really weird. Yeah. It, it, you know, swing and a miss. Swing and a miss, guys. He like invites him over to dinner, right? And he's like, my stomach says yes. And then he farts. Your butt just made room. I don't know. It didn't work. So then we meet his mom. So once again, he only has a mom. And she wears comical t-shirts throughout the show. And 
the first one is boner donor shirt. And then he, he, she teaches him that boner means to screw something up. And so then he misuses boner a number of times during the movie. Yeah. Which he just heard the word boner. Right. So as he's a 47 year old man. Yeah. Like you're telling me he made it through middle school and high school, never hearing the word boner. I am a, I'm, you know, a little bit younger than him. But boner was our favorite word in middle school. It would boner everything. So, no, no, sorry. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And we, this is where we learn that mom says, you know, the, what this movie is about is you have to learn to stand up for yourself. Which he doesn't he never, really. He does not learn this. He doesn't he learn never. it at all. <laughs> and that's upsetting to me. Yeah, he really never gets there. And then he says, I get scared. Okay, so the, him getting scared is yeah. the is another bit that dies off. It doesn't – why? It's my favorite running gag that they do only because the moment when he walks in the house and the the whatever, the animatronic thing, like, makes a noise and he knocks the freaking head <laughs> off, that – is probably the biggest funny. laugh of the movie for me. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see wh- what they do next with this. But that was the best one. And that was early in the movie. The only other funny one is when he maces the guy in the haunted house to me, <laughs> which is also funny. But then they kind of waste that joke, which is a bummer. We can talk about that later. But I just there's some fun bits. It Stick with your bit and and build on it. Don't keep throwing new bits in. You know, like if you find something that's going to work, really exploit that for me. That's what Adam Sandler used to do, in my opinion, is they would Mm -hmm. just hit it and hit it and hit it. And they don't do that. They don't do that in this. Yeah. Um, So we oh, so now he's going through a yearbook and he sees Violet Valentine, who's uh, Julie Bowen's character. And he, you know, he's all in love with her. And which is uh, it's a weird scene. Because he's like talking to himself while staring at old. I it was very sad and very weird, and I'm never, I don't, I'm never really on board with Hubie. I'm not like, oh yeah, you should get the girl, because I, I don't think he should. I was never sympathetic. Yeah, when bad things happened to him. I was like, he's kind of, you know, right? I mean, and it's, I'm not that person, you know. I'm, I'm oh, I the am. Hubie character. Tony's Tony's not. Tony's the bully, and I'm the Hubie character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like if you can't make that character feel sympathetic to me, you have failed because yeah. everybody sort of feels you feel that they're sort of justified in their their way that they torment him. And that's so. I think th- I feel like in the movie they feel the same way that we do. Like the people that made it were like, why isn't he sympathetic? You know what we should do? Just make everyone twice as mean to him for no reason. So instead of making him a a more sympathetic character, they try to make his circumstances more sympathetic. And it just doesn't work because the whole time I'm like, yeah, I'd be really mean to this guy. Like this guy's (laughs) this guy is a total loser. I would be so mean to him. And I think he deserves it. You know, that's the long and short of it. Tony. No, I, I don't know. It's just he was. Yeah, they just don't make him the, the hero of the story, which is weird because it's a two hour movie about him being the hero of the story. 
And yeah, and the bad guys like don't even feel like they're that bad. Nope. You know, you're not like it's just everybody's sort of casually bad to him and mean to him. And so, you know, in a sense, there's not the good people and the bad people. There's just everybody's sort of bad at a general level. Yeah. Yep. So then we see the guy that escaped from the thing peeing in the street, looking at Hubie's house. It's really strange. <laughs> it is strange, but it did. This is one of the only minuscule bits that I did feel paid off because the one line at the end when he he's like, oh, oh. what have you been doing? <laughs> it's just like, I peed on this, peed on, on that. Yeah, like that's just a funny throwaway line that's like, I don't know why I had to see all that. But, it, you know, it, I got a laugh out of it. So then we do the morning show and... Every woman on the morning show is dressed like Harley Quinn, which I thought was a very funny bit. I It's a great bit. I do feel like when they started explaining it, it lost it for me. But when it was just when it was just visually happening, I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Idiots. Oh, they explained it. I don't I just the, I was well, like, the okay. last the last person that does it like does the last minute like, oh, when else am it's the one day a year I can show my ex what he's missing. Hey, I was like, ah, just, just wear the same costume like idiots. So now we have like, and so we sort of see that there's going to be this big parade and a big party, uh, you know, and once again, it doesn't set up that there's going to be like this one situation where something's going to happen. It's just like really, you know, no place where it's like, eh, we're going to put the bomb right there. And yeah. so we know that that's coming. No, it's all, it's all super vague. Like, it's just like, it's just Halloween and he's going to protect people on Halloween. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. So so now we go to this farm and there's a dead pig. And then there's these two characters that interact characters? terribly. Are they characters? Yeah. Caricatures yeah. that interact. And, that, and when you really look back from the end of the movie and you're like, why does any of this exist? It. It actually does nothing for the movie, and it is explained away in a line for no reason yep. at the very end of the movie. And so you're like, why? That's what. That's why I think that this middle 45-minute section lifts literally lifts right out of the movie. When you get to the corn maze, something happens, and then we have like a, a trajectory that we follow. Before that, it's nothingness. There's a couple, it's just kind of like, what jokes can we throw out? And that most of them don't work. Like, get to your plot, guys. Cry minis. Then we're in the museum, the witch museum. And we, this mm -hmm. is when Hubie and, and uh, Valentine Violet get together and sort of talk. And she, you can tell she's in love with him for no reason because he's nice or something. Yep. I mean, that's it. And, it's because he's a nice and, guy. There's there was actually one funny joke. There's a funny Captain Underpants joke. Like they said, like Captain Underpants, somebody dressed as Captain oh, Underpants yeah. Yeah. did something. But we don't. And I'm like, Cap Captain Underpants joke. <laughs> I would love to see Captain Underpants as a human, but we don't get that. We just get a just a one line thrown away. And my whole thing about this Julie Bowen uh, arc is that yeah. I'm not a huge fan. I'll just say that. So maybe this is tainting that a little bit, but it feels so forced, not just in oh. the writing, but like her acting, she's like 
pushing it so hard. And I'm like, what is happening? I don't believe that you are interested. Like, I don't believe anything that's happening. And you're just, you're just pushing so hard. It's weird. She's like, I really like you. You're so nice. You're so nice. All right. Pump the brakes. Did you see the Shazam movie? Of course. Of course. I, re- I really liked it. Yeah, it's great. I'm trying to think who the... And in that movie, there's two foster parents who have all these foster kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the dad's kind of a big guy. I don't remember who the wife was. But they just felt like real normal people that would have foster kids. And if she was like a real normal person that would have foster kids, great. you would buy into this relationship way more. But I don't think Adam Sandler can have someone that's like less than incredibly... A- yes, Shannon? <laughs> Mom? <laughs> I mean, it feels like he has to hire someone that's, like, attractive. Yeah. And I, that, is, listen, and, I'm okay or, with that. But, like, make me believe it. Yeah. So then, uh, and then Michael Chiklis is a priest, and they're they're burying... Ray Liotta's dad, and so he has to go look at this gravestone to see when oh my god, Walter yeah, hold on, died. yeah, hold on. You're skipping over one of the worst parts of the movie is where she just offers up that information out of basically nowhere. Oh yeah, yeah, she's she like, does. He says the name, and then she's like, "Oh, that's so weird. I saw that name on a gravestone at one point. Like what?" Like, what are you? But more importantly, it was her dad's. I think it was her dad's gravestone, which is somehow right next to Ray Liotta's dad's. You know, it's like just so much coincidence and absurdity to get characters in positions to to have situations. Yeah. And situations is uh, maybe overstating it. I I don't even know if they get into situations. So Michael Chiklis is the priest who I thought in that first scene was kind of good. I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be fun. And then he never gets to be fun. No, no, uh, he doesn't. And it all ends with Ray Liotta pushing Hubie in the grave and the grave digger throwing dirt on him, which I thought was funny. Yeah, which is it's like, a fun bit. He should have like scooped one on there. Then the other guy should have come with the tractor and right, you know, pushed it in. Pushed like a whole bunch of dirt, you know, and, <laughs> and, he just, and down here. Yeah, but he doesn't even... Ugh. Like he doesn't do he just uh oh, my soup. That's like as good as we get from that scene. I just do do something more. Do do something. <sighs> then we do the throne stuff gag again, where it's sure. somewhat escalated. I think they did a watermelon at this point, which I thought was funny. Uh then we then we go back to Steve Buscemi. He is boarding up his house. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, oh, okay. And he also had told him earlier that there's weird, going to be weird noises coming from the house. Right. So you're like, oh, okay, this guy's a werewolf. <laughs> Which is great. I love werewolves. Again, doesn't really, doesn't really go anywhere. So now he's at the kid's school and he's going to give a talk about Halloween, which of course doesn't make any sense that the, they keep bringing him back since they know the kids aren't going to like him. Yeah. And the kids boo him, and then he pulls out a sign that says ghost, and they does a whole give away your candy thing, and you think he's going to go G-H-O-S-T, and he only does G. Yeah. Yeah. Which we're kind of actually happy about him. <laughs> and then all the kids, 
all the kids. Oh, Cookie, the, the littlest girl, who I thought was very cute and I thought was really good. Yep, absolutely. I thought underused and wasted. For sure. I mean, that's a lot of characters in this movie. Like a lot of a lot of a lot of the good people don't get a lot of screen time, and then a lot of people that are like, "Why are you in this movie doing what you're doing?" Get tons of screen time. It's it's strange. So the kids all throw the food, and the thermos turns into an umbrella, which protects him. Yeah, and he catches a sandwich, and then he's eating the sandwich. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Again, lift it right out of the movie. No reason but for what, this to be there. What if the kids threw them an amount of food that is unimaginable? Where it's yeah. just like it if is buffeting it him back real and out the bit, door. I'm on board, but this isn't a real bit. This is just like I think the bit is uh, the thermos. I think that's the joke somehow, and that's not a joke. It's a stupid thing. Don't use the thermos. I wish the thermos wasn't in the movie, other than when it's on the string. That's the only thing I think it should do. When was it on the string? Uh, when they're in the movie theater, and she's like, "Don't lose your thermos." He's like, "Oh." That'll never happen. And then he throws it and it comes right back to his hand. That's the only time that I was like, oh, that's that's a that's an all right gag with the thermos. Because it wasn't motivated by it solving a problem for no reason. Correct. It was just something that Hmm. like this guy would probably have because it's his it's his thermos. You know, you can't lose your thermos. So I wrote kid plot line. That might have been when the kids go. Maybe saves a cat. Maybe that was the point at which. Let me see. That might have been the point at which the kids meet the girl. The boy meets the another girl at, at the, the coffee place. Yep. Yep. And so that's. Which uh, I I like I like the stuff with the kids. Like I enjoy, I enjoy all the scenes. I think they do a good job. I love, you know, Will's great from Stranger Things. Um, I don't know the the girl. That was Will from Stranger Things, the old the boy. Yeah, weird, right? Oh wow! Yeah, they grow I'm up so fast, Dan. Wow. <laughs> so fast. Um, but I, every, I wish that the story was just about them getting in trouble. Hubie saving them and then like winning over the mother because he's so good with the kids. I would buy that. I'd be okay with that. So I think now we've hit, we've hit um, Halloween, right? Yeah. So we're doing Halloween night. Finally. Jesus. We're getting in there. We're getting in there. We'll maybe get to that. uh, At some point, we're going to get to the corn maze in another When the movie begins. Page. Jesus Christ. Page we get to the corn maze. Uh, oh my God. So Hubie's out there. He's wearing his patrol sash. He saves a cat who turns into it's Melissa Villasenor's cat. Oh, I knew I recognized her, but I couldn't, I couldn't place, I couldn't place her. Yes. So he saves the cat and then he takes the cat and he throws it at her. Yep. Tony, should you throw a cat at someone? You should never throw a cat for more than one reason. One, because I'm sure it's dangerous for the cat. But more importantly, that cat is going to claw when it's like get close to something like it's going to dig into her face and tear it off, which would have been a fun, a fun bit. Yes. And so (laughs) 
she like yells some stuff and then runs in the house and she's like this weird character that we don't understand that I thought was yep. going to maybe be a villain, but she isn't. She's just obnoxious and yep. she appears one more time in a window and yells at him. And there's, right. there's some sort of implication of some sort of shared past that we never get into and we have no idea. And, and what's her name is there? Violet's there. And she's like, you're so strong. And now, is is in love with him some more. What I was a little confused, was Violet the one that almost ran over the cat? I don't know. Because like in my head, and this might be totally wrong, I thought that Violet was the one that came for the cat. And then he saved the cat, threw it away. And then she like turned around to be like, he saved your cat. He's a hero. Like I thought she was trying to build him up. But I, uh, you know, I could just be it reading was, too much into it. It was confusing and vague. I also yeah. was confused if it was her or not. And then we meet um, Mr. Hennessy, played by Tim Meadows. And he is just on the cusp of doing some really good work. Just almost. And it's not his fault. No, no. But no. you're like, you're like, Tim's almost there. And then they do this, they do a strange noises bit. What was the strange noises bit? Well, it was, was that a, about? it was one of the only other notes that I wrote down is that they missed a, a gag. Like they tried to do the gag, but they didn't do it. The stranger, he was like, oh, I just heard a noise. And he'll be like, uh, what did it sound like? Did it sound like this? And then he would do a noise. But he did the same noise two of the three times. He did one noise, changed it up a little bit, and then went back to the first noise. And I was like, what What are you doing? Make the noises super weird. Like, go go bananas. Start with like a, was it like that? Or, and then go crazy. Like, make weird sounds because Tim Meadows' response is to be like, what? No, stop it. Like, he's 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 supposed to be stupid. And I, I don't know. It's just nothing. They just don't go for it, Dan. They never went for it. They never go for anything. Very disappointed <sighs> in this movie. So now he gets back home and there's noises coming from the neighbor's house. So he breaks into the neighbor's house and goes downstairs and there's poop on the floor, which was really disgusting. Yeah. And there's dog food cans. And then he's a werewolf. Sort of. Ish. Yeah, ish. He's just. I, I guess yeah. that was the point. Is he never was a werewolf? He only ever had some hair on his arms, which is apparently glued on. Which they you say know, later. I don't know if that was real or they just. I, I don't know. Yeah, Keenan's character says that was glued on, so we're never even really sure if, if he a was a werewolf or not. Which is so frustrating to me. Like just, just make him be a werewolf. You're doing a Halloween movie. Just make him be a werewolf. Like, I, I, I need to know that he's a werewolf, because otherwise the whole thing is not funny to me. So then the police station, we get a montage of him going to the police station, doing a sort of boy who cried wolf sort of thing. Yep. None of those were funny. None of those were funny uh, at all. Like, like why are there any jokes in there, Dan? Literally the easiest bits to write ever. That's you what know, I'm saying. Like, like, it's so weird the, with the weird noises. They don't do any jokes. And then they don't do any jokes in this scene where it's literally fast cuts of him should theoretically doing bits. Like, that's all it should be is just bit, 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 bit. You know, he should run in there with like a fish on his arm. <laughs> you know, like just these visually, anything visually arresting 
And I couldn't even tell you what, I didn't even write down what any of them were because none of them meant anything. Yeah, the only like the only joke we get in that scene is when Keenan follows him on the last one. It's like, I'm sorry, I didn't recognize him, which is hardly even a joke. But like, I get I guess. Oh, and here this is when my wife had to turn it off. He has asthma. A couple people have asthma in this movie. Two people had (laughs) asthma in this movie for no reason. Why? Why is that? Do you know why people have asthma in in real life? No, in movies. No. What it is, it's it's a fake weakness. So the idea is you give them asthma so that they have a weakness, but it's not a weak it's a weakness that can be overcome with just the most simple of, you know, problem sure. solved. And so you're you're trying to build character in there by giving them a weakness and ailment. It never is. And so people that have yeah. asthma, my wife who has struggled with it her entire life it has killed her once so you wait wait well, yeah, how long been was dead. she dead a uh, couple minutes she's been dead good god damn yeah, man, dead i live with a dead person the oh undead <laughs> i live with the undead so it really it offends it offends her and it offends me too living with someone with asthma where it's it's a very serious thing and they use it they use it as a prop it is it's it's just a device that it's it never works like it literally never works i don't know why it keeps happening but my biggest problem is when tim meadows then has it like if if they give it to hubie it's like having never having had that problem i'm like whatever this is just dumb i don't care but then when they when tim meadows then also pulls out an inhaler i was like what? Why? Why? What is the Why? What is the point of that? It's not a funny bit. Do they think that's no. funny? Nope. Because I mean, not. maybe they do. Maybe they think it's funny. I, I have no idea. I don't know. I'm going to ask. So him. then we we have Tommy goes to the party. Hot coffee girl is there, mm. and then Hubie shows up and is taking drinks away from people and just like well, yeah, just, like just being, being an adult, being an ass. Yep. And then he does does a whole boners thing. And then we get to the corn maze. Okay. So, so the Indian kid has lured Hubie into the corn maze to in, fool him? Or what is he just going to make fun of him? Or he's going to scare him. him. Yeah, because they yeah. know that he's a scaredy cat because he works for him and scares him all the time. So this is like the ultimate scare. You know, tell him there's a kid lost in the corn maze. So so break this. I don't even. I I don't remember there being anything of interest in this whole corn maze thing. It's not till at the very end of the corn maze is when the movie yeah. begins. So there's okay, like this. So what happens, Tony? Well, it, there's like this big scene where he's just walking through leaves for no reason for about four or five minutes. Uh, super boring. <laughs> and then finally, he you know fast forward blah 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 the kid. Something is in the corn maze and he's tied up and he's got a corn corn cob in his mouth and Hubie finds him and he's like, oh, this is a joke because the kids already told him it was a joke. And then he's kind of staring and the kid gets yanked back through the cornfield into darkness, which is a cool visual. And I was like, oh, dope. Finally, something's going to happen in this movie because nothing has happened for 47 minutes, similar to our podcast right now. 
We're at 52 minutes and nothing has happened. <laughs> nothing has happened. So he gets so, pulled into the darkness and I'm like, cool, there's a bad guy. There's something that Hubie's going to have to solve. And it's something supernatural and Halloween-y and super fun. I am, I'm ready for this. And then the better part of the scene is he runs back into the kids. And this is why I liked, this is why I think this is where the movie begins. Because he has a great moment with with Julie Bowen's kid and his lady interest. And he's like, Hey, I, I won't tell your mom. Like you guys, you guys do what you want, but just, you know, go take care of your, your siblings, but I'll keep it a secret. And it's like, he, there's like this really nice character moment for both of them. And I was like, okay, cool. If that continues, I can get on board with him and Julie hooking up. I can get on board with every, like it would have fixed the movie if that's what it was about. I even think. if the, even even as that came with him walking around in the party knocking alcohol out of people's hands, I mean I'm not which I'm, doesn't I'm, make sense to that, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But again, the movie doesn't start till the cornfield dance. Okay, <laughs> he really he really should be walking around in that party like saying, "Be careful how much candy you eat. You don't want to get the tummy ache." You know, Correct. he should be like he. Sh- I mean, he is a simpleton. He's not. He's not he doesn't know the word boner. So I don't know. You, so no, then we have nobody knows. This the whole drive-in scene and Tim and Maya like have a whole scene in the drive-in, which I thought was pretty funny. Tim's Tim Meadows' character has like these rubber hands and he like starts sucking on the fingers. This which, is that one they could have gone way further on. That's what I'm saying. It's not just that one, Dan. All of the good bits are stopped early. You know, you know why that bit doesn't work? No. Because they make her uninterested in him. Oh, for because, sure. Because she has to be sexually interested in Hubie for some reason, so she can't be sexually interested in him, as opposed to that being like this really weird scene where he's sucking on it yeah. and she's enjoying it. She has to just be like, into it. You have to. But she's not. Uh, no, I know. Oh, you have to yes and the choke. Not to bring it yes, back no to everything. improv rules, but you have to yes and it. Otherwise, it's just weird. Otherwise, it's just like this awkward thing where somebody hates what's happening and you're just like, why am I watching this? But if they're both into this weird rubber sucking, like I – it could have been so good because that costume, first of all, is amazing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And then even at the end when he's laughing and the hands are like <laughs> bouncing, it this scene should be so funny. And it's just like it's just kind of funny. Well, because you you got it. It's they broke the rules of comedy. The rules of comedy are, you know, we've we've done all this improv and the whole thing is yes and. And the idea is you don't say no. You don't stop the funny person from doing something funny. Yeah. Because then you're nothing funny is happening and we hate both of you because you don't think what they're doing is funny and we just thought it was funny and we're confused as to why you don't think it's funny and you're stopping it from being funny and then you had better be incredibly funny right after that or you've lost us. Yeah, and she and never really is. That's a good point. She doesn't really have like the reversal of it. For if you nix it, you got to reverse it. That's a good point. Nix it and reverse it. And I think this is the this is probably the whole thing with the Nix it and reverse it. The <laughs> whole thing with this movie is 
they don't ever build anything really. No. So then there's this weird car and it menaces Hubie and then it turns out to be the kids in the scream masks, which how? Well, cause so Tim Meadows is driving it as his headless character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Tim Meadows has stake put a car in the drive. He has a second car in the drive-in that's creepy looking. I that he has act, that he has planted there because he knows that they're going to want to scare Hubie later, and the kids are also like, "We're going to show up so we can scare him." Uh-huh. So, huh? Well, so you're thinking too logically for this movie. Yeah, I am. <laughs> And that's the problem with this movie is they don't even have like the basic setup for anything. As, I'm going to go we back get to at the end to the it's, this is the rule that upsets me the most. And I hammer it. I feel like almost every week yeah. set up your own rules of your universe and then fucking follow them. <laughs> and if you break your own rules, your movie's terrible because no one's on board anymore. Uh, so back in town, the police, there's a missing kid. Tell the mayor. Oh, I wrote Wolfman eating a pumpkin. Why did I write Wolfman? Because he runs into him when he's running in the woods. He runs into Steve Buscemi and he's eating a pumpkin. He's like, hey, weird to see you here. And it's a nothing scene that goes nowhere. Shouldn't be in the movie. And uh, there you go. (laughs) So the kids are out. Oh, the some two of the kids are out looking for the other kids. So the kids are all looking for the kids. Yeah, kids the are two looking younger for the kids. kids are looking for the other kids. And they meet the pig man and you're like, "Oh, uh-oh, they're in trouble." But you don't really feel that because nothing yep. actually happens. <laughs> so then he goes to the diner and Julie Bowen is there to pour it on so thick talking about so how he's thick. He's her hero for nothing. He hasn't done anything. And so he orders three soups and mixes them together, and then he's got a I blender. Don't under, I don't I don't understand any of this. I wrote Tim Meadow, also an asthmatic. Yeah. Uh, oh, because that's the scarecrow scene then, which is one of my favorite what's the scarecrow scene when they're remember. in the car and they they're driving him and his oh, wife are they driving. Did. Yes, and there's a creepy scarecrow in the road. I love yes. this. This is a great it was this creepy. is a great thing that's happening and it was good looking. Yeah. Yeah, like it was a creepy scarecrow and then he disappears and then she like goes out and disappears. If there was a couple jokes in there, it probably would have been a really good scene, but there weren't. So like, you know, it's fine. But you said scarecrow more. That was great. So then we're back to uh what's his name? The Wolfman and he has to handcuff himself up. Yes. Where those handcuffs came from, no one will well, know. Well, he's a werewolf, so he's got to have his own cuffs at some point, you know, because he's got to lock himself up uh, every every full moon, which isn't really something they deal with, and it bothers me. Um, like, if he has a house, he should have a room that no, has- No, he just like, bought the house. He just bought the house. The first- Listen, Dan, if you're a werewolf, let me tell you something, and you don't no, want to kill he people- just, He's, he escaped from the asylum a month ago, yeah. or less than a month ago, and then he bought the house. Yeah. Let, but listen, if you're a werewolf and you've taken the time to board up the windows, first of all, yeah. that shouldn't be your first move. Your first move is to reinforce your basement so you can lock yourself up and not murder people. 
All right. You don't, you don't board up the, uh, the house. Oh, moonlight can't get in. Go downstairs. You don't have any windows down there, you jackass. I'm going to get to go to something a little deeper, right? Oh. He's going by the name Howard Lampert or whatever it is. Some, yeah, it's close. Something. Yeah. Whatever. How did he buy the house? Uh, huh? Yeah. 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 I he has a fake name. Anyone that has ever bought a house, how much paperwork is there involved in buying a house? Um, about an infinite amount of paperwork. It all has to go through a million legal things and a million of this and a million of that. Where do you get the money to buy a house? Well, that's a, a good house? question. If he just escaped. Um, hmm. I don't really have an answer for you. That's <laughs> so stupid. That is stupid. Maybe so, he bought it in cash and just yeah. under the table, a couple maybe, of duffels. Maybe. I guess maybe he rented it, I guess. But still, once again, you're going to have to go through a background check. Can't just rent a house. 100%. Yeah. Renting is almost harder because you can't just do that in cash. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to sign some paperwork. I feel like if I was going to buy a house and I just had like a million cool in a duffel, I feel like someone would give it to me. So now we're heading into the haunted house stuff. He's like outside. He sees the dog. He thinks it's the wolf man. And then the we beautiful watch the dog. dog, by the way. Can oh, we just so say that? Pretty. Oh my so goodness. Pretty. So, so pretty. pretty. So the dog poops and then the dog immediately eats its own poop. Yeah. Still pretty, but you know, dumb. It's a dumb dog. Dumb bit. Doesn't make any sense. <sighs> Why are you showing that to me? So we go into the haunted house and he does a bunch of dumb stuff. That's dumb. Well, so the <sighs> whole one, I mean, one of the running gags is him being scared of everything. Now, this should be the culmination Haunted of house. that. Yes. And they, they should just, go after thing after thing after thing. And they escalating. just don't go for it. Like, they, it just is so flat. And again, the only part that made me laugh was when he maces this dude in a haunted house. And he's like, why would you mace me? Like, that's that's funny. I need more of that. I need more of inappropriate behavior inside this, you know, these kids' hound and house raising money for their school. Like, I... mm, Cost $2 to get in that haunted house. (sighs) Those were the days, huh? I mean, but apparently today, I don't understand. (laughs) I've never... I haven't been to a haunted house that cost $2 in 20 years. No one has. Uh, So then everybody's in the house and they're having a meeting and the mayor is there and they're all trying to put everything together. And we, we, and oh, oh, then Ray Liotta gets stolen, I think, later. Oh, Jesus. Well, this is, this is where Hubie is like, it's the werewolf guy. I've got the, I've got your perp. And then it's just, you know, it's just resolved. There's a girl and she's like, that's my dog. And he's like, you're the silver bullet. Yeah. So. uh, Check his poop later, and then the Kevin James calls the calls Keenan is like, "Hey, we're we're looking for this guy." He's like, "Well, no, I got him right here. They've been here for like forty five minutes, which is funny, but it's just like, hey, what's happening right now?" So you're sitting there, and everything has been resolved. Yeah, and you're like, "Great, everything <laughs> is resolved." <laughs> why, why am I watching this? So then we get then we go on another. Wild Goose, he escapes by doing the Frankenstein joke, which I thought was very funny because yeah. he yells Frankenstein and then everyone looks to see where Frankenstein is, even the dog. Which yeah. I thought the dog... <laughs> <laughs> it's I thought a good, that was it's very good, funny. Yeah. 
It's a good little bit. So then he goes to the radio station. I don't even know why he went to the radio station. Because he was on the run or something? He must have. I don't remember either. But he must have heard the host say something that was like, oh, I need to get there. They'll know the answer or something. He goes there and we're going to do the big spoiler. The female disc jockey is actually Shaq. It's his radio voice. I loved that. Yeah. No, it's a good bit. And if they'd done it right, where the only time he talks in that voice is on the radio, but they sort of go back and forth and left and right. And then they have his wife come out and she has a man's voice and kind of looks like Jack Black. And then they eat food. And it's just like, it's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Although I I did laugh when they, when they lady in the tramped the sandwich, like that's that's funny. funny. That's funny bit. So um, they, I guess that's the thing is they'd have one funny bit and then they'd put three or four things around it that weren't funny. And yeah. so you'd lose it. Because instead of focusing on the bit and exacerbating and building on it, they're like, oh, let's throw three more bits in there. One of them's sure to land. But that's not the way to do it. So he goes back home. He finds out that his mom is the bad guy. And that's the end of the movie. Well, I mean that's not the end of the movie. There's about yeah, it's the eight, end of the movie. There's about an eight to ten minute scene where everybody monologues for no reason at all, and I'm sitting here just be like, wrap this shit up. What is happening? Oh my god! Why is everybody talking so much? They are talking so much. Because they have to try to make this movie into a semblance of something you can understand why anything happened. So what happened was the mom was tired of him being picked on. So she has grabbed these four people and is going to burn them at the stake for being dicks. For being dicks, they will die. Yeah. Yeah. And so she lights the match and she throws the match and then... This magic thermos that can do anything, all it can do now is expel the tiniest amount of excess soup to put it out. And there's a news van of people. No one. Here's a bunch of people about to be burned to death by a little old woman who anyone with their finger could push over and make her die. (laughs) And everyone's just like the cops show up. Everyone's just like smoking cigarettes. Like, is something happening? They're about to be people burned yeah. to death. Does Hubie like, like mom comes up with a cast of gasoline. Does Hubie walk it. over and say, hey, mom, let me let me take that from you. It's it's right. so stupid. Yeah, it doesn't and, make any sense. And then we get the monologues. So <laughs> they're all so long. Like they're each at least a full page of dialogue. It's they're minutes long, each person, and each set gets their own. And none of them are funny. None of them mean anything. Half of them are like, oh, I'm jealous of Hubie. No, you're not. You're not jealous of him. He's an idiot. You don't like him. Just stick with that. Don't give me this shit. Oh, he's got a big vocabulary. I'm Ray Liotta. I'm dumb. Ah, Ray ah. Liotta. A Cop Ray out. Liotta character, six feet tall, Chiseled, good looks, gorgeous gray hair, beautiful voice. Like, yeah, I think for Ray Liotta. He, 
Yeah, a little bit. He scares me. Well, yeah, he should scare you. He beat the <laughs> shit out of you. Oh, you want out now? You sat under the couch for an hour. <laughs> now you want out. Goddamn oh, my pots. God. Yeah, yeah, take your right pop out. I'll talk we're to the, the people big, real quick. The big conclusion it's, of the movie. I, if you sit through this Dog movie, 45 out. minutes can be Enough. taken out. And then the last 10 can be taken that. out. Don't worry, Dad. I was just okay. filling the people in on what's going on. Oh, Jesus. So Ray Liotta's jealous of him because he's smart. Uh, why is the guy he worked with je- jealous of him? I don't even remember that one. He No, he's not jealous of him. He's like, I want people to like me. Oh, he's or a dick. S- he's a dick because he wants people to like him and everybody yeah. likes Hubie. Cause, but no one likes Hubie. Right. We've established I, I that know. no one oh, likes Oh, no, him. no. He's jealous. You're right. He's jealous of Hubie because he can be himself. Himself. He yeah, can be yeah, himself. Yeah. That, that bullshit. Tim Meadows is jealous of him because he has nice hair. Yep. He does not have nice hair. Nope. Ray sure Liotta has nice hair. You're right about that. Beautiful head of hair on that guy. <laughs> And then we get to the biggest pretzel of all in the movie. Is this Maya How Rudolph? Maya has to <laughs> explain that Tim Meadows is a bad lover and Hubie gives her hope, sex hope, hope uh-huh. that sex could be hope good. Could be good. <laughs> Because he's Not never had him. sex. She I doesn't want to have sex with him. She has nope. no interest in having sex with Yubi. She has he gives her hope that because he is hopeless in his his sexness, it is it is so horrible. Doesn't and make any sense. Stupid. But luckily, they let her go last. So she wraps up the monologues with that nonsense, and I and you're just left like what just happened? Why why did anybody tell me those stories? None of that made any sense. And so then the mom is like, and then everybody shows up. So the mom is like, she's got to get away. So she's like, she does the Frankenstein bit again. So we've done sure. it twice, which of course you have to do a bit three times, three times. for it to count. Not in this it movie. Twice, not in this movie. And then she just disappears cackling into the woods. So she's a witch, right? She's a Salem okay. witch. Shit, my wife, my mom, my mom, my wife, <laughs> my wife, my wife. She brings up the very interesting thing: is we establish that they're Jewish. Oh, okay. Now Can- the witches were all Puritans. Yeah, no, you're right about that. But, she, but she has to be a witch. So she has to be a witch because only through some intense magical powers has she done all these kidnappings. Correct. Because she sucks these people into darkness. That can't be done by a human. I'm sorry. (laughs) Can't be done. No. But if if you're going to make her a witch, do something witchy at the end. I get like this disappearing Mm -hmm. and then cackling. Nope. Not doing Mm -hmm. it for me. Let her do some witch stuff. Like all of a sudden she's like a witch witch or just make her disappear. Like I, the hat appears on her head. She grabs a broom. She flies off into the night. They half ass everything like that. Like the, the werewolf, you know, like you said, is Keenan's like, yeah, some guy came in here and he's got glued on hair on his arms. 
Does and you're it? like, I don't know. We don't know. And we yeah. don't know. We don't because they don't they don't go for anything. It's then all... we have we have the future and the two of them are now married. Hubie is now the mayor. That's that's a very fast election. Um <laughs> so wait, yeah, when would cause election mayors probably would be in November, right? I would think. I don't know. I don't know when mayor mayoral elections occur. Whatever. I don't know. So within a year he's married, he's the mayor, the kids are all calling him dad. Yeah. That was yeah, weird. That was uncomfortable calling I didn't him feel dad. Good about it. Yeah. Yeah, the the entire happy ending was weird to me. Like it just, I mean, like the rest of the movie, it just didn't feel right. Nothing felt right. And once again, we're going to blame the writer. Whoever wrote this garbage, which I think was Adam Sandler and someone I else. Think, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> like what? Like write a story, hire someone that can write. Just. Yeah. Right, have someone write the story and you put in some bits. Like you're, he's funny. Like I, I don't think he's not funny. I enjoy his performance, and there's some great, some really great moments in this movie that I that I laughed really hard at. But it's not a movie. Like it doesn't work together, and that's a huge problem. You need some outside people working on your stuff. Like he's he's in this weird bubble where he can do whatever he wants, and it's just not, it's not working. They give you the money and they just say, do whatever you want. And I'm sure this thing's doing great. I'm sure Netflix is completely happy with it because I'm sure oh, tons definitely. and tons of people will watch it and yeah. it's fine. And it's not, you know, it's not garbage. It's just, Correct. it's just not, it's 10% of a movie. You're like, can yeah. we get it up to 50% of a movie? Is there any <laughs> reason not to? <sighs> yeah. And this is this is my kind of movie, like a yeah. dumb, cute Halloween themed movie should be my number one. That's all of my interests in one cuteness, silliness and Halloween. Those are my that's my trifecta. And this like, just what, missed it. What movie would this be comparable to? What's a good movie that's comparable to something like this? <sighs> comparable to this? I sure. honestly don't know. But if you want like a, a fun... Are you a Hocus Pocus person? Yeah, I like Hocus Pocus. Yeah, super fun. And I, that's yeah. a lot more fun than this, right? Yes, 100%. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, that's that's a good one. I, I don't know. And I mean, you know, Hocus... The question, I guess, is will there be people that like watch this as kids and then come back to this and are just like, this is my... You know, you always wonder... You know, the 80s turned out Goonies and all those kind of movies. Did you mean to say Monster and, Squad there? No, I said Goonies. But the Monster Squad, which the is, better of the two. Yeah. I've never seen that. I watched the beginning of Monster Squad and it was it was pretty low rent. Um, no. I mean, oh, Dan, wrong. We're going to we're going to do Monster Squad on here one of these days. I'm going to destroy next, next you year, on that episode. Next year we'll do Monster Squad. I'll pick it and then I will I will tear it apart in front of your face and it'll be fun. Um I'm trying to think if Hoc- if I liked Hocus Pocus or not. Did you I mean Hocus Oh no, go. Sorry. Yeah. 
No, no, no. Go, go, what, go. What's the premise of it's the three witches in Hocus Pocus and there's two kids. Yeah. The witches want to eat the kids or what do they want to do to the kids? That sounds right. I haven't seen it in a while. Huh. Okay, what were you going to say? Did you see Goosebumps with Jack Black? The new one. Not Goosebumps uh, 2, to be clear. Yeah, I think I, I think I made made it through most of it. I thought it was That's a movie it, it, I that thought, I enjoy. Exactly. And that one had a very linear plot line. Yep. There was an escalation. There were more and more monsters as they went along. The kids the kids sort of tracked him down based on the mm-hmm. books. And then they sort of opened the Pandora's box of all the Goosebump monsters, right? Yeah. 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 Give me a log. I mean, what's the what's the Hubie Halloween log line? I mean, I Hubie's guess Hubie's mom is wants to punish people that treat him like shit by burning them to death. By burning and them Hubie alive. has to kill his mom. You know, I mean, what? Give me, give me a log line. Give me, yeah. There's no villain. Actually, you know, there's no villain, so there can be no conclusion. And I, I, I right? agree that there's no villain because even if you pretend. Or like, yes, the mom was going to burn people alive. That's probably not allowed. But I will say I'm technically on board with the mom. Like, I agree with her. If her kid isn't able to protect himself as a parent, your, your instinct is to protect your kid. So she's not even a bad guy in my mind. <laughs> no, she's not. They don't play her like a bad guy. She's allowed to just leave. She's ready to burn people alive. And I mean, I'm sure the writer would say to you, well, no, she was just trying to teach everybody a lesson about how we should all be nice and and shit. But by murdering people, by murder. But she was she was never going to really do that. It was she was. But she threw the match. Yeah, she she had the gasoline. Kill some bitches. So uh, where's my spider? I lost my spider. I care about that spider more than this stupid movie. The more that's, than the movie? Oh, no. This spider's gone, man. It's gone. <sighs> My spider's gone. <laughs> Halloween's ruined. Ruined! Wow. Halloween is ruined. Between um, between Hubie and this, and not being able to trick down, or treat. I wrote down TV Kiss. Why did I write down TV Kiss? Oh my god! Because at the end, with the 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 news cameras are there, so Julie Bowen and her kids are watching the news, watching all this unfold, and then Adam Sandler, Hubie, like dedicates something to Violet, and she goes and like weirdly kisses the TV. Awful, awful bit. Awful. Do you want Do you want me to tell you what my least favorite bit in all movies is? One hundred percent. When they take. So imagine this is a photograph. Okay. They take a photograph and they touch it like it's a person. <laughs> uh, it's a person. No one has ever touched a photograph like it was something real. No one's going to kiss a television. Tony, I'm in love with you. Let me kiss the camera. You know, you can sit back and go, mm, kisses, kisses. Okay, sure. I buy that. But no one is going to climb across the room and literally put their lips up to a TV that's covered in dust. Yeah. Going to touch a photograph like, I'm fondling you. Oh, <laughs> you're feeling my... Fe- no! No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. Stupid. 
stupid, 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 stupid. It's a photograph. We understand. We're not. We're not American Indians from the 1800s where we think you've stolen my soul. No, it's a photograph. We know that. We don't. We don't. You know. We when we pick up a magazine and there's there's Liam Liam. What's his name? Uh, the Thor brother. The the guy that plays Thor. Liam Hemsworth. We don't go. Oh, Liam Hemsworth is looking at me. He's People Magazine. Ooh, he's he sees me. No, stop. Well, I mean, I've done it. You know. Have if you, you touched a, a photograph? You give, you give me a nice photo of Jensen Ackles. Yeah, I'll fondle it a little bit. No, you I'll, won't. I'll touch it up. Won't. I'll touch it no, up. You won't. Play with the pecs a little bit. I mean, that you guy's try, like extra breasts on that <laughs> on my little telephone screen. <laughs> We're so pretty. <laughs> I'm kissing him. I'm kissing him. He's kissing me. Oh, we're kissing. No. Stop. Stop I'm it, honest, people. I don't think I've ever really noticed. Now that you're saying I was like, oh, they, oh they I've ruined it that. for you now. Yeah, oh, God, I'll we, see it all the okay. time. Okay. Once you notice it, you see it ev- <laughs> everywhere. Over. Game over. Because they, they're trying to put some emotional context into the photograph. And it's sure. like, it's a photograph. <laughs> we know what a photograph is. We know what it is. Like, look at it and go, like, damn, damn. I'm, re- I'm real sad, or real happy, or, or real oh, horny. Man. You know, like all those things. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> but don't get on it with your fingers. Don't stick your fingers <laughs> in the photo. It. Jump on it. <sighs> any, any other big thoughts about this? No, I just, I was just disappointed. You know, I it started it started pretty high for me. And honestly, I had I had unreasonably high expectations. Sure. So I got maybe it's my fault. I don't know. I think it's his fault. Here's my you know, I think he's a fragile guy. I think he's a really fragile guy. I believe Um, that. And I had the feeling, you know, movies are sort of wish wish fulfillment to him. Like there are many, many, many people. And when you get to be the, you know, it's like. They're not going to try to take risks with it. When he's on other people's films, he'll take risks. But when he's doing his films, it seems very controlled and kind of like I need it to be in this very safe zone as opposed to like, you know, hire a real director, hire a real writer and have them write you a movie that is for the ages. Yeah, you can do it. There are movies out there and there are directors out there that'll give you those movies. And just a kind of weak sauce Halloween movie is pretty sad. Yeah. Weak sauce indeed. So this is the point at which we pick something that we've enjoyed this week. And uh, I get to go first because I'm cool. Um, (laughs) I'm picking The Gentleman. 2019 Guy Ritchie. Oh, Where, do you know who? Do you know who Guy Ritchie is? I know who Guy Ritchie is. He uh, um, he ruined uh... Doctor Doolittle. Oh God, did, did he, he do, do that one? I don't know if he did that one or not. <laughs> Maybe he did the Sherlock Holmes. I know he did those. No, no, yeah, I like those. Uh, Aladdin. That's what I was trying to think of. He Aladdin? did the new Aladdin, he- right? I don't think did he? I'm pretty sure. Stand by. 
just say what you were going to say. Disney, and I'll look so the gentleman's 2019, he goes back to his, his gangster roots. It's a British gangster movie. Uh, Charlie Hunnam, uh, and uh, this big cast, including Colin Farrell. Oh, um, I love Colin Farrell. I'm not a huge Colin Farrell fan because they usually play him as this brooding. They always have him play brooding actor parts. Sure. And in this one, he plays a goofy dude, and he is so good. Have he's, you seen? Uh, he's uh, so good. Seven Psychopaths. Is that what it's called? No. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> does he does he play a, a lunatic or does he play what does he play? He he's uh, actually like the main guy, but it's it's a great movie. Anyhow, you do your thing. Horrible the, bosses. How about that? That's a great Colin Farrell performance. I don't think I've seen that. It's probably comedic, isn't it? It is comedic. Yeah, he plays this crazy he's, boss. It's great. He's a very interesting comedic actor, and he just brings a lot of charisma to it and a lot of fun to it. Uh, Hugh Grant is in this movie. I love and Hugh Grant. He, he does this voice that if you didn't know it was Hugh Grant, you would never know it was him. And he interesting. just he's just great. And it's uh what's his name? Uh hi, hi, hi. Uh 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 what's his name? Te- East Texas guy, uh Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Okay. He's the main guy. <laughs> oh, okay. And the woman is from Downton Abbey. Just like great cast. And just Guy Ritchie going back to his roots. I loved it. Uh, first, I'm going to see that movie. And just to update, Guy Ritchie did indeed do Aladdin. And uh, really? he ruined the song One Jump. That's my problem with it. Other than that, it's fine film. Ooh, Anyhow, on to what I saw. I'm going to do, I'm breaking the rules a little bit. I'm going to do two things that I saw. Well, Dan, I watch one to two horror movies a day during October. So I've seen a lot of stuff recently. And I'm going to do something old and something new. And then I'll do Barnum something the old, week. you mean older what? than the 80s? Something old is older than the 80s? I don't. I guess I don't, I don't think it was. I think it was actually 90s now that I'm thinking about it. It's uh, Old. Wolf. Have you ever seen Wolf with uh, with Jack and uh, Catwoman? Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh, man. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Oh, it tur- I had never seen it either. And it was awesome. James Spader is in it. Great. It's great look as great little werewolf movie. I enjoyed it. It's like a real movie that just happens to also be a werewolf movie, which is very interesting. And then uh, we saw something new also on Netflix was the vampires versus the Bronx, which uh, is not great, but it is pretty good. Like I liked it a lot. I similar to this movie. It could have been really great. It's kind of a lost boys type movie except for it's uh takes place in the you've never seen the lost boys oh uh, i i saw it when it came out and then i i watched it again within the last year oh my god it's it's so bad it is so so good it's one of my favorite horror films of all time i watch it it every year on halloween it's it is so so corny yeah yes it's cheesy vampire fun that is that's my jam which is what uh vampire versus the bronx is and I think I think what suffers is that the budget was too small because the action scenes are awful. Like they're really bad oh. and that kind of drags it down. But the That's characters sad. and the kids in it are all great and I really enjoy the story. So it's worth it's worth checking out, I think. 
Those are, those are the two know, things that I really enjoyed. Hubie Halloween kind of feels like they just sort of give the budget to the cast. Yes. And then they don't really, you know, I'm sure everybody's paid really, really well. Yeah, and actually, they have friends. At the end, they have a whole he. Yeah, he was very smart as he's the producer on all these movies. And he got into that very early on and was one of the smartest guys that way. Yeah. And so Adam is richer than you can even imagine because he gets that. the producer money. Good he's, for him. he's a really smart guy. Um, but they have a they have a bunch of clips at the end. Yep. And the clips look a lot more fun than the whole movie. So fun. The, everyone looks like they're having the best time. And I'm just like, why can't that come through in the movie? Also, because I just want to be on those sets. Everybody has to be redeemed in the end. Even the bad yeah. guys have to be redeemed. And you're just like, give us a bad guy. Yes. Give us the the guy that the evil mayor. Give us the monster. Give us the something. But it's Give like everybody. Give us Shooter McGavin, one of the best, one of the best adversaries of any. Uh, it's uh, Happy Gilmore. He's the other golfer in Happy Gilmore. He's so good. He he makes that movie for me because he's so good as the bad guy. You know, Shannon and I were talking about Talladega Nights the other day, and you know, there's ah, it's Bobby. not a not a great movie but there's some bits you know the Mm -hmm. the whole dinner scene is like one of the greatest bits ever there's just like some great baby just like hobo jesus there's just like all these great just great jokes yeah but then you have sasha baron cohen come in as the bad guy and he's a bad guy yeah like that's the bad guy and if you're gonna wait a movie wait in a movie till the last 10 minutes and make the bad guy your mom who's not a bad guy we don't feel we don't feel fulfilled. No, I feel cheated. Why did I sit through those 45 minutes that were super unnecessary just to get to an ending that's also super unnecessary? Very upsetting. So, as we see, Tony once again by picking at this movie has ruined Halloween. <laughs> Halloween destroyed. We don't get to have actual walk around Halloween <sighs> and Tony has ruined it too. And zero fun. No fun at all. Co- COVID ruined it, so Tony came along and ruined it some more. I wanted to one-up COVID. That's my only life goal at this point. Make things (sighs) worse. So now we're going to head into November, and November, as everyone knows, is the month of romance. I don't think everyone knows that, Dan. Yes. (laughs) Really? Get out your photographs of people that you love. (laughs) Grope them. Make out with those photographs. Ugh. Ah, <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, um, whoa, racy. It's getting, 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 getting. So we're <laughs> going to pick romance movies and romantic comedies all month. And I get to start. And so I'm going to go with what's probably the sexiest movie, maybe of all time, or at least it's advertised as being sexy. And we're going to find out by watching none other than five Oh, Shades Oh, Gray. Yeah. Fifty Shades of Gray based on a book, which was fan fiction of uh, Twilight, which is my favorite movie. That is correct. That is true. That's, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I was about to. So you beat me to the punch on that one. How how much do I love Fifty Shades? How much do I love Twilight? Twilight's it's you you think it's a cinematic masterpiece and that everyone should watch it and that it should have been Oscar Lee nominated. Oscar Lee? 
That's not how you Oscar say that. Oscarly <laughs> nominated. That's exactly how I say it. Citizen Kane, 2001. Have you ever seen 2001? You know, I have know that is? but I have seen Citizen Kane, and I just don't get it, you guys. I don't get it. That movie's so boring. Uh I mean, sure, there's some beautiful shots that were ahead of their time. Like, he's an innovator with the camera. Whatever. I don't care. That movie's boring as shit. Anyhow. Oh, my God. I did this other. I did this other. I did an interview on Thursday for uh, my other friend. He's doing his show. And I was talking. They're big Star Wars people. So, I was talking about how Empire is the worst movie ever. And I like really pissed some people off. They were not happy with me. <laughs> I was, I had to lay, I'm going to have to lay low for a while. Oh yeah. You're doing a bad Can't say job bad so things far. about, about empire. Um, sure. <laughs> so we're going to watch 50 shades and, um, the arousal level is going to be insane because 12 out of 10. I ex- yeah. I expect it to be incredible. I expect it to be incredible. <laughs> You got a so, week to read the book, Stan. You got to know what you're what you're looking at. Read a book. <laughs> I'm a movie reviewer. I watch movies. You what are you, you talking do about? I watch you only movies. Do one type of media. That's it. Movies. Right. I used to read comic books. Now I watch movies. Comic. So books this has great. been hate watching with Dan and Tony. I'm Dan, and I'm Tony. And thanks for coming to our little uh, part of the internet. And if you want, leave a comment. Maybe give us a thumbs up because no one does that. <laughs> and happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! It's the most wonderful time of the year. Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> I don't think that's a song, Tony. Hey, watch it!